0: 256-1729 And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show It's AfterBuzz TV's Californication After Show Welcome everybody, Bing is for doing, we're here doing
1: Season 6, episode 9 Californication I can't read the small writing
2: Mad dogs and Englishmen
1: There you go. Well, it is also St. Paddy's Day. And like Hank, I feel like Hank Moody would either be highly depressed on this holiday or drunk. But either way, drunk.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can do both at the same time. Definitely. They go hand in hand. Where are Irish coffees right now?
1: Uh, we're doing the Hank Moody depressed thing tonight, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about our art and and do art. So let's get into. By the way, I am your host, Phil Svitek. Joining alongside Roxy Stryer. hello, uh, Stephen Lemieux, and Chris Lee Kennedy could not join us today, and uh, no, it is not because they are hammered, They're, or is it? It could be. Why don't we let you decide? Done, done, done. Let's, let's talk about Marcy, let's talk about Runkle, and let's talk about Stu um, and that storyline. I thought um, it was it was extremely w- 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 funny to me that they were trying to win her back by giving her away to Atticus. I mean, when Stu's handing out the dollar bills to Crawler, and he's like, let me take care of this.
2: They were pitching her like a stock. It was weird. Like, I, only in that love triangle would... If you love somebody, then you convince them somebody else to have sex with them. It's the weirdest thing. Like, what world is this?
1: It's Runkle's world and Stu's world.
2: I know, but it's, it's a world that's also Marcy's world. She's loving it.
1: Well, and and you know, it's still strange. It's still strange that Marcy has written off men, or or at the very least, Ophelia wants her to have done that. Clearly, that's not happening as she's getting a chocolate bar. Eaten out of her. I bunani. don't know. If, I don't know if that's a good idea or a bad idea. Would you like that, Roxy? For, okay. First of
2: all, ew. No. Okay, that answers that. Second of all, we didn't see Ophelia tonight. We did not. I wish she showed up to the party.
1: Well, there were guys and girls, so you know, not her type of party.
2: <laughs> What's Ophelia's type of party? Women. Only women. Only women. I think she just likes to party by
1: herself. I mean, here's, I think, in terms of Felia, and, you know, not to get too off track with this, but I think, I don't think she even likes necessarily women, I just think she likes Marcy.
2: I think she likes nobody, and she's a miserable meanie. Okay.
1: Um, who do you think is ultimate? I mean, obviously, I like the rejuvenated Runkle trying to win Marcy back. It doesn't help that Trudy and him just had another one of their sessions, let's just say.
2: I mean... Runkle has said it before and I've said it here and you've said it here that Trudy and Marcy are just so similar and seeing them tonight next to each other was like the weirdest freaking thing I mean I couldn't even stop comparing and of course we'll talk about Faith and Karen later but just that foursome dynamic was insane but yeah I think that Runkle learns from the best Hank Moody and he wants one thing but his actions show something else and while he does want to be with Marcy he can't help but have his cake and eat it too and of course he's off gallivanting with Trudy who is just the best character love her she's she's too, awesome. she's too funny I mean she's does incredible the stew end up with Trudy that's, that's what I was saying last week. I don't know. But they're, I think they would make a great couple.
1: Yeah, and Stu's into that weird stuff, too. I mean, not that Marcy isn't, but, you know, uh, Marcy did just have a chocolate pot.
2: <laughs> it's just so weird this season to see Runkle looking so different. I mean, they completely dress him differently. He's got more of that rock star look. He's obviously lost all that weight that we're talking about. And they have him in, like, eyeliner. It's bizarre, and along with this new look, I feel like goes a new girl. So I like seeing him with Trudy, but then, of course, the nostalgic side of me wants him back with Marcy.
1: After all, she is his son's... The baby mama. The baby mama, there you go.
2: There's no other way to phrase that. All
1: right, the baby mama. Uh, you You know, I like Stu... Stu's a great character, but I, I really love Runkle. And, and you know, what's nice is that he's come to learn that he he's responsible for Marcy leaving. You know, kind of yeah, like he H- takes Hank, responsibility. Oh, yeah, H- Hank's kind of done that, but he's Hank's Hank, as he pointed out. I hate that.
2: No, but yeah, finally, I think it's sunk in that it's his own fault. But the problem with these guys are even, even though they can take it to that level and they know it's their fault, they're not doing enough to fix that. I think that if Runkle was really to put in all the effort that Marcy deserves, he'd be able to win her back. But he doesn't know, he's not capable of that. He doesn't know how to do it. That's not the kind of love he gives. So unless Marcy just sits him down and is like, I'm yours, if you're faithful to me, unless she takes it to that level, he's not going to just drop his side Peace.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's the problem. Here's my perverted thing of all of it. I, you know, as a man, I relate to the guys, obviously. And it just... Right. I always have sympathy for them, even despite them sleeping with countless women. And and in, in right before they have an argument, I'm still like, oh, poor Uncle. And obviously I'll get into poor Hank in this case for me. but
2: You know what? I think that's why the show is so amazing. And I don't think that has to do with just you being a guy. I feel really bad for them, too, all the time. Despite I mean,
1: them sleeping with...
2: Yeah, of course. And it's just like... Like I keep saying, I feel like they're both victims of circumstances, Hank more so than Runkle. But I do do feel bad because I really think that they love these women so intensely and so much, and they don't even know how to manifest this love. They don't know what to do with it, and they just do the wrong thing every time. I'm not skeptical of their feelings. It's their actions, and that's so difficult because how do you change a dog and his tricks, you know? You can't really. The way they feel is the way they feel, and the way they act, clearly, it's not like they're 20-year-old guys. They've been doing this forever.
1: Well, uh, Ryan Gosling had a good quote about Blue Valentine, and the reason I bring it up is because, you know, that movie is all about love isn't sometimes enough. You have to, you know, there's no necessarily happily ever after. You have to do something with that, and, and, you know, in this case, that love with Karen and Hank, that love with Marcy and Runkle is not enough.
2: Right, and it's interesting because I was actually talking to um, this guy who's close with writers on the show and and a lot of the actors, and he was telling me that he really hopes that Hank and Karen don't end up together and same thing with Runkle and Marcy, and I was like, what? How can you be a fan of the show and not want these couples to be together? That's absolutely ridiculous. And he was expressing that notion that love sometimes just blatantly isn't enough and you can be soulmates with somebody and they can still be the wrong person for you and that is such a concept that is gut-wrenching to me and and I will never believe that maybe it's the hopeless romantic in me and maybe I'm just a stupid little girl or whatever it is but if these characters don't end up together I don't know what I'll do with myself like I literally, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull an Atticus and pull out my gold gun. Like uh, this is it, it will be so devastating. I mean, don't you feel like they just have to they have to get there eventually?
1: They, I mean, I, you want them to be well. I I want them to you know from a you know anytime you watch a story, you read a book, anything like that. It's it's supposed to be representative of life, and it's supposed to be a teaching tool for your life. And I would be very very depressed. If that didn't happen, obviously there's going to be some sort of nugget of sadness, but I think ultimately they can have that happiness.
2: If that is the case, what is it that Runkle is teaching us?
1: What is it that Runkle is teaching us? Uh, Don't masturbate. I mean,
2: yeah, that's true. Don't masturbate while on the clock. Yeah. Uh, If you love somebody, don't let a porn star in the bathroom give you head and tape it. Yes. And then put it on the Internet. Because she'll recognize you from your crooked penis.
1: I mean, you know what's... Ta- it, it, some of these just... I'm amazed by... I see this in the world every day, but some of these are just no-brainers to me, and I don't think we need it in a rule book, but apparently you do.
2: we got to make a, things that California Education has taught us rule book.
1: That would be the most ridiculous oh book ever. Oh, my God.
2: And then we'll publish it.
1: Don't poop on people.
2: That's, That's a big one. That's an important one. I don't know where I stand on this
1: chocolate bar, I think, to be honest. Oh,
2: that can't be in the rule book? Don't, don't go I, down on a girl to get the chocolate out of her punani?
1: I don't know. Martin, what's your take on that? No, that's... No. I'm intrigued messy. by this. Don't you think you can, can get an infection like, up there, can't you? And with wouldn't like it, like, something? melt, maybe? Martin, you haven't been down on a woman? Yeah, but you can get an infection when, like, stuff gets in your vajayjay. Like yeah, chocolate. That okay?
2: That may be true, but wouldn't it, like... Turn into chocolate syrup instead of a chocolate bar. Oh my god! Like how long's it there for? No,
1: it's, well, it's short, not. 130 degrees short. down there.
2: Well, maybe if things are getting hot and heavy, you know, she's a little warmed up down there. All
1: right, join us. Join us later for our uh, after buzz TV after hours. Talk. I'm
2: not allowed to swear on the show, but if I want to talk about sex and going down on girl with chocolate, well, it was part of the show. <laughs> I know, I know, you're right.
1: And I'm, you know, it was my curiosity. Um, hey. Curiosity You know Curiosity Well uh, you know and, and okay So getting to Atticus You know um, Obviously he's He's in this situation Because he He does that His wife kicks him out She's mad at him She comes back eventually Just because of the residual checks And she and she tells Hank Sex is sex And then she's mad about Well like, technically it wasn't sex That was
2: She's mad about The, the perversion Right The perversion And then of course He's doing the same thing Yes. Again, um, she is a bizarre character to me. I really like her. Um, I, I actually like everybody on the show. Like I,
1: Who's uh, more messed up, her or Atticus? I, I mean, don't they're, know. they're equally. Here's the problem. They're, you know, I mean, Hank and Karen are, are different in many ways. Mar- Marcy and Runkle, you could argue. But whereas Atticus and his wife, they're really as effed up.
2: You know, there are people who are couples that stumble together, and there are people who fly together, and they're one that stumbly fly. Like, I don't even, the two of them are such disasters, and both of them and their personal lives are so insane, but the level of success is through the roof, and they get each other, and they have the same rules. It's bizarre. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they're kind of uh wreck made in heaven.
1: So, is was his suicide... Genuine or was no? It, there
2: were no bullets in the gun, and I thought that was a really weird thing that they put in there. That she was like really kicking him when he was down.
1: Well, because she's mad at him, and and the fact. Well, I think it's also the fact that he pulled this ploy on her.
2: Right, absolutely.
1: So I think I'd be
2: pissed. But then again, I I wouldn't
1: be with a guy yeah, like that.
2: I would hope not.
1: Let's hope not. I mean, there's some weird oh, guys Jesus.
2: out there. Ask me in a couple of years, we'll see.
1: Um, so I mean, you know, in terms of Atticus, uh, you know, again, not the greatest role model, you know, e- role model, role-, role model either. It's the whiskey talking. St. Patty's Day, everybody wasted. Um. So I I like that little nugget, and you know, it was fun to see e- him being pitted up against Runkle of like how long he's staying. Oh, good.
2: Yeah, and uh, speaking of bizarre characters, this crawler dude. And he's staying too. And I just think, how long are we thinking they're going to be there? Stew? Because no, no, crawler, crawler, and Atticus at Runkles. I mean, this threesome is deadly.
1: Well, um, I think. Okay, w- w- I think there has to now. There has to be something now. Where they had something with Hank, you know, within an intervention. Mm-hmm. The fact that he wanted to commit suicide, there has to be some, you know. I think, I think what's happening is all these men want to reform in some sort of way, right? They want to get women back, or you know, Atticus. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Because they're getting old. They're getting old, but you know, so so there has to be a reform in some sense. So I think I don't think he's going to stay around for too long.
2: Okay, so they're not going to stay in the house for that long, but there has to be a reason that the writers put them in the house, living there.
1: It, I think it was for the purposes of tonight, to get them all together.
2: Yeah, but they could have had a party. I don't know. I think we might see something more with that. Like what? Uh, you know how Runkle, and not that he's a follower, but he's kind of a pushover in some sense. Like, whenever Hank wants to do something, Runkle's always down, and, and Runkle's in it for the check, and he, he wants more clients and whatever. So I think we're going to see him. And since he's been hanging out with Atticus, he's already wearing eyeliner and, like, rock star clothing. I think we're going to see him go down a dangerous path and follow in Atticus's footsteps in some sense.
1: We would disagree with you. That's why we're here. I, well, because, it, you know, ultimately I think, I think Runkle's changing and what he's realizing is if I fall down, he hasn't realized that if I fall down Hank's footsteps, it's not a good thing. But I think he's certainly realized that Atticus is not the right path to follow. And, and the reason why it's not, he wants to gain Marcy back and he's never going to do that if he follows suit of atticus.
2: Okay, but that's what I'm saying. These guys, they have their end game and it's in sight. But they don't think about the process like in order to get there, here are the steps that I need to take. Instead, they're like, that's where I want to end up. Let me just go out and do whatever I'm going to do and just hope to land there. I mean, if they were to actually sit down and think it through like you're like you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're doing, then obviously they wouldn't be doing this anyway. I mean, they wouldn't have invited the girls to this party. They wouldn't be getting their dick sucked in bathrooms and, and taping things and doing it in, some girl in on a plane. If they all just the chocolate bar. What? Okay, what's your deal with this chocolate bar? It was, Is this it going was, in your, like, book of fetishes? I don't know. It could. You can go along with the quote. A hole is a hole. When all is said and done.
1: Yeah, I mean, a hole is a hole. Do
2: guys up. actually think like that? Because I could vomit.
1: I certainly don't, Martin. Do you? Is a hole a hole? No, no, they're very distinctive holes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they are. They are.
2: True. There were some really great quotes in tonight's episode. I got, I got some down. If you want to hear my. But what faves. do we got? Okay. Because
1: um, we're gonna we're gonna come to a downer. Yeah, so well, I, wa- I want to stay as happy as I can. Well,
2: this is. these are kind of downer quotes though, but moving
1: so transition us slowly into the darkness. So
2: transitioning, we've got Faith's my favorite of hers, you don't have to live happily ever after with someone to make it real. I thought that was a really good point, uh, when she's sitting and talking to Jorge Garcia and that other random girl that we've never seen before whose role seemed completely insignificant and I have no idea why she was put in the episode Um, and she's saying that, and I think that's very true for her character. I hope she keeps reminding herself that and that she doesn't get crushed like we know she's going to. Um, I really love that quote. I loved when she said, sadly, I think my work here is done, followed by too much leads to too much. And, That's you know, it, it, we're going to see something really dangerous here. I think they could really um, get close and something bad could happen. She's going to get really hurt. A funnier quote, the drunken master... Was the name of his weird move? Like, what the hell was that? We haven't talked about Nero yet, but I'm sure we will. Um, and that weird-ass thing that he did with the hands, feet, and mouth where he, like...
1: He was jerking him Oh, up. my
2: God. Oh, my God. That was just too much for me. But anyway... Well, you
1: know, speaking of, speaking of that scene, what I found interesting was all these guys with their women problems and, you know, to a degree, hateful of each other... You know, obviously not Runkle and Hank, but, you know, uh, Atticus and, like, you know, they all have their weird circle of women right. that they're all intertwined with sharing just stories, as guys do. I thought
2: this episode did a really good job of that, like, connecting people and, and having us listen and be a little fly on the wall. And yeah, sharing stories. I I was, like, peeing my pants laughing. It was so ridiculous. I mean, I turned to you and I was like, I have never seen a scene that was that unbelievably ridiculous.
1: What, with the, with the Eddie.
2: Nero doing the like it's I was a,
1: gesturing by the way whenever for those you, of you listening.
2: That's what I love about Showtime and HBO. The the stuff that they can show on there, it's like not only is it so incredibly entertaining and ridiculous, but in real life, that's how conversations take place and like absurd things just happen. On on this, this show, I've is seen Steven Nero. do
1: ridiculous things.
2: I've I've seen a lot of people do ridiculous things. I've done pretty ridiculous things. That's how it happens. That's why I love Girls, Californication, but all these shows that, like, show real intimate conversations and the absurdity of what's going on. And, like, this conversation about holes and the chocolate and whatever, like, that, as disgusting and disturbing as it is, this is the life of a rock star and a writer and crazy it may be.
1: Well, uh, let's talk about Hank's book. You know, it's on the up and rise. Right. You know, everyone now loves it, right? The rewrite. The he found, he,
2: rock opera, you I mean.
1: The rock opera. Right. He found his, uh, he found Faith. But as, as again, to using your quote, too much of a, too much of a good thing is too much. Too
2: much leads to too much.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, can she be his muse forever? Can she be the new Karen? Can it last?
2: I thought that was unbelievable filming when they showed Faith looking at Karen and they made it look like a mirror. And I was like, how did they even do that? It was like looking into a mirror. And can it last? I mean, I think we're getting a lot of foreshadowing in this episode. Karen's saying, and Karen's not doing it in an overbearing, bitchy way. It's not like, that's my man, stay away. Honest to God, be careful. Because if I were you, and I was you, I know you're going to get crushed. I don't think that women are able to Be with Hank Moody and not completely fall for Hank Moody.
1: Yeah, but there's, I mean, you know, what's interesting about this storyline is that there's, you know, yes, they fall for Hank Moody, but there's never been a muse. He's never, you know, now he has two muses, one that's kind of been extinct for a while, but he wants to rekindle, and now his current one.
2: Is it possible that we see Maggie on the show for a really long time, and Hank ends up with Faith down the line?
1: Do you want him to end up with Faith?
2: uh, did you hear what I said about pulling out my gold gun if he doesn't end up with Karen? Okay. No. But I, my problem, again, is I don't hate them together. I don't hate him and Faith together. And I want to hate it because I want to only want him to be with Karen. But I like their dynamic. I like their banter. I like that she gets him.
1: Does does Faith, I mean, you know, she they were in that scene together, right? And Karen, again, she just sees this happening. And, you know, Hank walks out, and Faith gives him a look. Is she okay? Does does she secretly... I mean, she doesn't want to, but does she... Is she okay with the idea that he's going to go back to Karen?
2: I think she wants to be okay with it, and I think she's absolutely not. And she's starting to realize that. And, like, um, Jorge Garcia says to her tonight, he's like, I can tell you really like this one. And she's like, no, I think she... Her walls are up. She's not used to this. She doesn't want to feel like this. But all of a sudden, she's starting to crush.
1: Now, let me ask you this. The closer that him and Faith get, does he realize that more he loves Karen? Because I, in many ways, I don't think he would have done, he would have fought Eddie Nero in the way that he did if it wasn't for that. Because that's, that's a really he, good he's, question. He's reminded of that nugget of, of what he used to have with Karen.
2: It's a really good question. I I just think for him, nothing is ever going to compare to Karen, yet he's always going to make comparisons. And when he's doing that, if he's comparing Karen and Faith, Karen's got the whole baby mama thing going for her. Karen's got the... They've been in love longer, whatever it is. So I think when you end up making pros and cons lists, you do end up realizing your love for somebody even more. Especially... When you see somebody else that you could potentially fall for, but you don't because there's somebody that you will always love. I mean, yeah, I I think it's a really good point. Could it mean that he's loving Karen less? I suppose, but I don't think so. I mean, then it goes down to the question, which I ask a lot, and I wonder, is it possible to have feelings for two people at the same time?
1: Polygamists would argue yes. and I would argue Yes. I would. I mean, in the in the romantic sense, I would hope not.
2: I definitely think yes. I think that is possible to like two people at the same time. Uh, I do think that Hank likes Faith, but I think not even doesn't touch a candle to Karen.
1: Could could I make a stupid analogy? I'm going to take so much crap from the fans of this show for this.
2: Are you going to Gossip Girl?
1: No, oh. <laughs> not quite. Boy Meets World. Oh yeah, baby. Okay, so. <laughs> My gosh, I'm going to take so much heat for this. To Panga and that girl Lauren, right? The the mountain girl that he fell in love with. And, you know, uh, they had the little date. He went under her shirt, or her shirt, rather. And then, you know, him and Sean Hunter, what happens is, you know, they're comparing who does he love. And Sean's doing like a, you know, a scale thing with magic beans. Or not magic beans, uh, just regular jelly beans. And then eventually, Corey Matthews in that moment realizes that even though he loves spending time with... Uh, this girl, Lauren, in this case, in Hank's case, it would be Faith. Faith. You know, it's no comparison.
2: The problem is... and it's
1: Karen. He loves Karen.
2: We see that on Friends, too, when Ross is trying to decide with Rachel. Uh, uh, the problem is, when you sit down and, you, and if Hank were to make a list, Faith versus Karen, I'm sure at this point, the amount of things in Faith's column might be more. I mean, it might add up to more. There might be more reasons to love her. There might be more reasons to choose her. But it doesn't matter because when the only thing, is the, the only determining factor is it is and always will be Karen. And no matter what happens, that's what it is. So whatever pros he can put on Faith's side and whatever cons he can put on Karen's side, in the end, it just comes down to this feeling people get. It, it's in your gut
1: some might say nothing else matters martin ooh good good cue um well let's focus on this that um <laughs> let's talk about the beach scene because um obviously a beautiful moment and you know karen says you know i come here because i have hope but tonight i became you what does that mean to you
2: ah it was this awful moment because I could see it happening and you know the worst feeling in the like when she when the doors opened to that room with her and Nero, I and was the like the look she gave the look she gave I was like, I hope they didn't have sex because but then we know that she did. But it's just like that's not her. I don't wanna see her going down that path. If that's that's not her and Hank loves her, Hank's not gonna love her becoming him, you know? so I was just brutal I I thought it was a gut-wrenching scene and I I feel the same way she does because she's looking at him and she's like I always think this is going to be the time this is going to be when it changes and I feel for that it's like no matter how gloomy things get she's an optimist with their relationship because she feels like they're supposed to be together but again, love is not enough a lot of times.
1: It's not. But the good news is, you know, from an artistic standpoint, his his art was very, very dark early on when he was with Karen. Now, with Faith, it's happy.
2: Well, it's not necessarily can, happy, can he, but it has he, heart.
1: It has heart. but Well, it's happier, you know, people, right? That was everyone's biggest, last episode, everyone's an F critic. Right. Um, yeah, know, it's lighter.
2: S- it's lighter. Yeah,
1: it's lighter. And so can he keep that lighter side of him? With Karen Or is that only due to Faith
2: But does Karen even want that lighter side Does she love that lighter side Some people are attracted to the darkness
1: Yes But but th- that that darker side is, always, is the one that's hurt her You think I know
2: You think if he could keep this Okay but do you believe him when he stands there and says to her Tell me you want me to be faithful to you Tell me you want me to see nobody else And I will see nobody else Why doesn't she say that's what I want
1: I don't know. If I knew, my life would be so much easier.
2: If you knew, your name would be Ollie. Ollie? Because that was Atticus's name, we find out. Oh, yeah. In tonight's episode.
1: Well, I must destroy Atticus Fetch. I created a monster, I must destroy this monster.
2: And Runkle, being the dumb. D- d- he's like, that makes a lot of sense. Hank's like, eh, eh. Ah.
1: Yeah, I mean, ultimately, Hank has created this monster, and, and, you know, it's it's a good point. I mean, although it's obviously speaking about Atticus, but, but Hank has created a monster, and he's got to let that go.
2: How similar are Atticus and Hank, even though, of course, Atticus is... Crazy. Yeah, but some of their debauchery is very similar. And when Atticus is speaking a lot of times, I'm like, that advice is for Hank. Like, when you're saying the monster thing very much
1: applicable well you know how much of it is right we talked about that Atticus you make a good point so Atticus he has his rules his wife has his rules and they're essentially both the same right and so they've lived these lives basically without boundaries and so how much of who Hank is now quote the monster Account, uh, accountable to Hank And how much is, is Accountable to Karen Because she didn't Put up boundaries And she didn't uh, Discipline him As Attica says Discipline sounds nice
2: Oh my god I See I hate when Guys do that They They blame the girl I'm not No I wanna I just No
1: I don't I think it's You know Hey Why don't we say this In all fairness It's 50-50 right It's a relationship So it takes, it takes Equal measures time, no. Yeah So if nothing else But is it 50-50 really Or are you just gonna Blame Hank
2: Oh, well, I definitely don't think it's 50-50 why they're not together. I think it's 80-20.
1: Hank, 80? Yeah. Okay.
2: And I, I get what you're saying because she never put her foot down or didn't put it down hard enough. Uh, but, you know, what is she? what would you propose that she had done? I don't know. What's the answer? Give I don't the
1: answer. know the answer! I'm, I need to know. I do need to know. I want to know. And, and that's why I watch Californication, because ultimately there is a happy ending, and I need to know it. I need to know how to get there.
2: Do you think ultimately there's a happy ending?
1: There has to. It's not going to be the happy ending that we expect, but it'll be satisfying where at least we can go on.
2: It's the way that Hank writes... That darkness, but also with this, like, humorous overtone or undertone, actually is like the show Californication. There is this darkness there, but it's hysterical at the same time. So, I don't know, the whole show just screams David Duchovny from the sex addict to this darkness to the writer to whatever...
1: Well, so yeah, if you I'm notice, hoping that
2: in his life, in his real life as David Duchovny, that there will be a happy ending. And I hope as Hank Moody, there will be well, a happy ending.
1: If you notice, I mean, a lot of these episodes in this season are being written by ton Capino specifically. Right. And so I think that's why it's it's been, you know, not that any Californication episode hasn't lived up to a certain standard. But I think this one in particular is is so on point of what it wants to say. Right, It's because it's written by the creator.
2: Right. But I love because it's not hitting you over the head. You know nice. they don't they don't like drill it in like that. Um, I thought it was a great episode overall. It but was. next week looks insane. Speaking of that, let's get into predictions, Martin. Okay, so here's what we see. Um, we know that Becca is going back to school. Says she's she's going to go back to school. Hank's happy about that. Um, so I don't know whether she's going to go to school for writing or whether it has nothing to do with writing, etc. We will see. We go to Faith's house to meet her parents. Yes. And Hank goes. Awkward McAwkward.
1: It is. And uh, is this a good move for Hank? Obviously, this will bring him and Faith a lot closer. He's, he's trying to do a good deed. Is, is this deed worth doing?
2: I'm curious how she gets him there. She says, I, will you meet my parents? And he says, yeah.
1: I think he's going to get her there. Why? she's not the type of person that would want to see her yeah, parents. Yeah,
2: I know. So I'm, I'm curious how they get there then.
1: I, th- I think it's, it's clever cutting in the sense where, you know, he says, like, we should go see your parents. And she asks him as a rebuttal, you would see my parents? Right. So I think they just took that little nugget. And,
2: um, and then we see that she used to be a nun. And then we see her giving him a blowjob in church.
1: Now, the question is, is that a dream or is that? I mean, how many times has Hank gotten a blowjob in church?
2: I think it's real. I remember she even said to us back in the day I was a good little Christian girl. Yes. And they plugged that early on. Definitely foreshadowing.
1: Well that's why your name I mean faith, come on.
2: Right. So how
1: which, more overt can you be about
2: That's like her every upbringing. guy's dream. Like to get a blowjob in a church from a nun, are you kidding me? Like Hank Moody, how did you get to be so lucky every day of your life? I wonder that
1: every day. But he, you, he would say he would say he's not lucky because he doesn't have the one thing that he wants, which is Karen.
2: And at the end of the day, nothing
1: else matters. And on that note, where wah, wah. where can our fans find you, Roxy?
2: On Twitter at Roxy Stryer. on Instagram, rocks two Ds.
1: And of course, you can find us here on afterbus TV. And please go to iTunes, rate and comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know your thoughts. I mean, we're coming up on the season finale you must have thoughts. Yes, you must. Of course. <laughs> or otherwise I've created monsters that are thoughtless and I have to give you thoughts, but I don't think you guys will like that. The gold gun. Yes, the gold gun. Um, thank you guys so much. We'll certainly be back here next week and Chrisley and Steven should be back. And of course, Roxy, thank you as always. Marn, thank you in the booth for doing what you do. Of course.
0: Yeah.